Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with recent bride Chloe Kirk about her wedding at Rick's Lounge at Coronado Springs. And I thought you guys would be interested to hear about this because Rick's has been doing weddings for a couple years now, but you don't hear a lot about them, and they can be a really great alternative to a Disney wedding that is still a Disney wedding without the same rules and restrictions and minimums. So today, Chloe is going to share the story of her wedding. Welcome, Chloe. Hi, Carrie. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much for being on the show. I'm really excited to be able to talk to you about this and hear how these work and what you thought of them and just any tips that you can share with my listeners. Thanks. I'm excited to talk about it. (laughs) So now, how did you guys decide to get married at Rick's Lounge? I think the first decision was that we wanted to get married at Walt Disney World. I had been going to Disney World every year since I was a year old, so It had a lot of memories for me. It was really important. I couldn't picture myself getting married anywhere else. So that was kind of the first decision we made. And the reason we chose Rick specifically, we really liked the venue itself. We just loved the pictures. It looked really stylish, and we just we loved it. We also really liked the look of the resort itself. We've never actually stayed there before the wedding, but it looked like such a great place to take wedding pictures too, and that was really important for us. And we also wanted to do something a little different. We wanted to avoid the cookie cutter wedding, and we really wanted to be able to personalize the wedding to what we're like and what we wanted. Okay. And I should say for any listeners who aren't familiar with it, Rick's Lounge is at Coronado Springs, and Coronado Springs is on Walt Disney World property, but the food and beverage service there is managed by a different company that's not Disney. And as part of that, you can have an event at Rick's Lounge without going through Disney's fairy tale weddings. And instead, you go through that company, and they have their own minimums and different rules and restrictions, but not as many. So maybe, Chloe, you can tell us a little bit about that what the differences were it's not connected to Disney's fairy tale weddings so if you go through Coronado Springs you will be dealing with different people you will not have the same wedding planners you won't call the Disney's fairy tale weddings number they do things a little differently they don't have restrictions they don't have rules they don't assign you a wedding planner you have an event coordinator You can't do things like have Cinderella's carriage. So it's it's a little different in that respect. Then were you able to have Disney characters? Because I know sometimes like the Swan and the Dolphin, those are not run by Disney's fairy tale weddings, but because it's on property, they can have certain Disney elements. I think you can add elements like that. That wasn't something that we wanted to do, so we didn't look too much into it, but I've heard that you can do things like that in the same way that you could at the Swan and Dolphin. 
at no point did they say, like, here's a list of the things you can't do or say to us, well, I hope you know you can't have characters or anything like that. Um, they seemed very open to whatever we wanted to do. That's cool. And now, as I understand it, you do have to use them for your food and beverage, but you can use an outside vendor for your cake? That is correct. They do all of the food. You can't have anyone else provide any of the food, but they have so many different options for that. They have different styles of food, and you can have like a sit-down table service where they wait on you, or you can have buffet style. You can have breakfast or lunch or dinner or brunch. You can have any kind of meal. But as you said, you can have anyone you want um, as your cake vendor. They gave us a list of their preferred vendors, which was everyone they had worked with before. But you do not have to choose anyone from that list if you don't want to. Those are just people that they recommend. So you're still free to have someone not on that list for your cake. Now, how was the space used? Because they have Las Ventanas and then they have Rick's Lounge. And you were saying your reception was in Las Ventanas? Yes, our ceremony and our reception was in Las Ventanas. And then our pre-reception was in Rick's Lounge itself. So the way that we use the space, you can have your ceremony, I believe, in Rick's Lounge. We chose Las Ventanas because we felt that it fit our group better. I really liked the way that they laid out the room. They had the aisle down the middle, and they had the rows of chairs on either side. So we had six rows each side. And it was a really, it's just, it's a pretty room. It's simple, but it's pretty. They've got beautiful lights and just a nice bright color in there. So we had that for our ceremony. And then for the pre-reception, we went back out into Rick's Lounge. And that is literally a lounge. There are couches that you can sit on. There's a bar. There are chairs and tables. There's a dance floor. So that was a really good space for the pre-reception because we had the food set up there. We had the bar, which was where they set out drinks already for us. And our guests were able to sit at the tables if they wanted to or hang out on the couches. It was a really good-sized space for them to enjoy themselves during that time. And while we were in there, they were changing the setup inside Las Ventanas from the ceremony to the reception. So we didn't see any of that going on, but they were breaking down the aisle and, uh, and all the seating, and they were changing it to have tables that seated eight ready for our reception. And then my bridesmaids, they went in and just kind of checked over everything in there. We brought some stuff to set up on the tables, and they were just overseeing that. It was all done flawlessly. That's great. So you didn't have a wedding coordinator, but there was someone there who did those things for you, and your bridesmaids worked with him or her? Yeah, that's correct. Any event that you have at Coronado Springs, they assign you an event coordinator, they call her. Um, there's just one. Her name is Alexandra, so she deals with everything. If you're having your wedding or your bar mitzvah or your corporate event, she organizes all of those events. So she will be your go-to person. She was the like the planner, I guess, that helped me with my wedding. Everything that we did went through her. And so she did all the planning and also the behind-the-scenes work. But then on the day... She was not there. I had kind of like a day of coordinator instead. A new person 
who was in charge of everything, and she was the person overseeing everything that was going on for the whole day. She took great care of me. She was always checking in with me and asking me if everything was the way I wanted it. And I got to meet her the day before at our rehearsal, just briefly, and then she was in charge the whole day of the wedding. That's great. So can you tell my listeners a little bit about the pricing structure for a Rick's Lounge event? The way it works, if you have your wedding at Rick's Lounge, you pay a set fee of $1,000 for your ceremony, and that doesn't change, so it doesn't matter the time of day that you get married or the day of the week, which I think can change with Disney's fairy tale weddings. The amount can change based on when your wedding is. It's always $1,000 with Rick's Lounge, so that just covers your ceremony. And then if you want to have your reception there too, and you don't have to have both. You can just have your reception or you can just have your wedding ceremony. But the reception, you do have to meet a minimum. And that does change based on the time of day that you're having your event and the amount of space that you're occupying. If you want the entire lounge at 9 p.m., you're going to have a higher minimum than what we had, which was a lunchtime reception. But the minimum will only be either $2,000 or $3,000, depending on the day, for your food and beverage. So that's the minimum that you have to meet overall, excluding your ceremony fee. That does not count towards your food and beverage minimum. But within that, there's no per-person minimum. It's just an overall. So you don't have to worry about spending so much per person. You just got to meet that overall minimum, and that's it. Well, and that's an interesting point, too, because if you wanted to, say, have an escape wedding through Disney, and then you wanted to have a real reception with a DJ and, you know, make it more like a party, that's not really something that Disney offers. They'll let you have, like, a meal attached to an escape wedding, but you could just go over to Coronado Springs, and for about what you'd pay for a private room at, like, Blue Zoo or Fulton's or even some of the Disney restaurants... That would just be your food and beverage minimum, and then if you want to add a DJ, it's whatever a DJ is going to cost you on top of that. Yeah, that's right, and they don't require you to have your wedding there. Like I said, you could just go over there for your reception, and I don't know if I made it clear, but that is, the minimum is literally all you pay. There's no, like, rental fee on the room. You don't have to, like, rent out Las Ventanas and then have your food and beverage minimum. That is, that is just it. There's no like extra strings attached to that, which was something really appealing to us because I kind of couldn't keep on top of when I was looking into Disney's fairy tale weddings, first of all, I couldn't keep on top of like all the kind of rules. kind of want to say that word, but that's kind of how it felt. It was like, well, if you do this, then you have to do this and this. And it doesn't bother some people, but with me, I just couldn't keep on top of it. Like, okay, so if I do this, then I need to buy this thing. And it was just really nice with Coronado that it was your minimum and nothing else. That's great. Do you have any recommendations of some of the vendors you used? I would recommend all my vendors. <laughs> Maybe everyone says that. But I think for if you're having a Coronado Springs wedding, especially with the cake vendor, I think looking back, it's probably best if you did pick somebody from their preferred list. We did do that, not because they were preferred, but because we liked that vendor. We went through the list because I didn't really know who to choose for a cake vendor. I hadn't really seen any because 
for most Disney weddings, the cake comes from Disney's bakery. So there aren't many external outside vendors that provide the cakes. So I did not know where to start with that. So I started with their list and I looked through and went on the websites of these vendors, spoke to a couple of them. And the vendor that we chose was Party Flavors Custom Cakes. And I was just blown away by their cakes. I, I just couldn't believe it. I went on their Pinterest page and they just, they have the most amazing cakes. And what's so amazing about them, and I think you'll appreciate this, Carrie, is that they use buttercream for like everything. They don't use fondant, but their cakes are still really amazing. Like you wouldn't really know the difference to look at it. They, they're still so impressive. But I didn't have to worry about my guests like picking off all the fondant to eat the cake. So that was a really big selling point. We were really impressed. And then when we got closer to the wedding, little things kind of popped in my head like, are they going to know where to bring the cake? And how am I going to give them my cake topper? And because they had already worked with Coronado so many times before, they knew exactly what they were doing. They knew who Alexandra was. They knew where to bring the cake. And they just kept saying to me, don't worry. We, we know what we're doing. We're just going to do everything. And if they had not done a wedding there before, I think maybe they would be just as unsure as me. And that might not have gone so smoothly. But it's not something that I realized until after the wedding. That's great. What a great experience. So then did you end up adding any Disney touches or having a theme for your wedding? We did. Our theme was Hidden Mickeys. kind of came about by accident when I realized how much Mickey we were putting into this. But we had subtle hidden Mickey touches and some not so hidden. We started with the invitations. We had some hidden Mickeys on those. And then our amazing cake vendor put hidden Mickeys on our cake, which was awesome. We had hidden Mickeys on our cake serving set. I had a Mickey pearl necklace. My dad wore Mickey cufflinks. We had Mickey confetti on our tables for the reception. And my husband and I wore um, Disney pins. His was on his lapel and mine was on my bouquet. And some other little Disney things too. We had a Mickey Mouse Vinylmation guest book, which our guests signed. All of the music that we had was um, music from the Disney parks. I made a playlist. I think that was it. We had a lot of, a lot of Disney in there. <laughs> And so this playlist that you made, did you rent an iPod setup from them? or They will allow you to have an iPod hookup. They said that they do have the facility to do that. Alexandra, my event coordinator, recommended to me if I could to not use that. They said that they have had some issues in the past with it like not working or iPods dying and they've had no backup or she just said that sometimes it there can be glitches with it. So she said it's fine if you want to use it and it could be it could go down perfectly, but she said just to kind of warn you and I appreciated that because that would be so embarrassing to me if like the music cut out and the iPod went wrong halfway through. Mm -hmm. So what we did was we brought a Bose speaker that I had that your iPod plugs into and it plugged in at the wall and had backup batteries. So we had that and then I just ran the playlist that I've made through my iPod through these speakers. Um, so it was kind of like an iPod hookup, but because it wasn't going through 
their speaker system, we kind of had more control over it, and we had no problems with that. And it was because it was a Bose speaker, which is pretty decent quality. It was loud enough. We could hear it clearly, and it just worked fine. That's interesting. Okay. And I should probably ask how many guests you had at your event. We had 42 guests, and that included the children that we had there, too. Oh, that's great. Did you have a lot of kids? We had, I think, six between the ages of two and ten. Uh-huh. So when you were planning, what were the three most important aspects of the event to you where you focused your time and your money? The most important was probably photography. I've seen so many just beautiful pictures of Disney weddings, and we really wanted great pictures. It's just it's something that you look back on to remember your day. So it was really important to us that we had great pictures and photographers that would kind of work with us. I kind of hear Disney brides sometimes saying that they felt like the photographers were kind of doing their own thing and not listening to them. So it was something that I think was important to us. I think it was the first vendor that we booked, actually. So we did put a lot of our budget there. And then second, I think, was probably videography for kind of a similar reason. Everyone had said to me, the wedding day goes by in such a blur, like, it's so quick, and you want to take everything in. So I wanted a good video to look back at and remember the day. And then after that, probably cake. Mm -hmm. Um, So many impressive Disney wedding cakes that I think that was kind of up there, too. That's great. And then what aspects were less important where you didn't focus as much of your time and money? Well, we decided that we didn't want a DJ and dancing, so I think we saved a lot of money there. We just decided because, as I said, we had some really small children, and also we had grandparents at the wedding, too, and we thought a DJ probably wouldn't be suitable for all of our guests, that they wouldn't all enjoy it. So we decided not to do that, and I think that definitely save money there. Flora was another thing. It was important to me, but not so important that I had to have real floral. So we actually had silk floral. Everything was silk that I bought online and then arranged myself. And I'm really pleased that I did actually, because not only did we save a lot of money, but I think that they turned out great. I think they look awesome in our pictures. And I love that I still have my bouquet from the wedding, and it sits in a vase on my dining table, and I get to look at it every day, and it's so pretty. So that turned out well. And then probably invitations. I didn't want to spend a lot of money, even though I've seen some really beautiful invitations. It was not where I wanted to spend a lot of money, um, because I know that eventually they're going to get thrown out. So that was another place where I did those myself. And we save money there. That's great. Those are some great tips. Did you add any other events like a dessert party or a welcome party or anything like that? We thought about a dessert party, but in the initial stages of planning, our guest count was really unpredictable. Um, we invited about 70 people, and there were a lot of people that were still for a long time not sure. We did have some not last minute, but people kind of closer to the wedding who RSVP'd not too far out. So we thought it was it was going to be too difficult to plan a dessert party and meet minimums when we had no idea if we were going to get 70 guests or 20 guests. So we thought about that but didn't do it. Instead, 
um, what we did was the day of the wedding, after the wedding, um, my husband and I, we went to the Magic Kingdom with some of our guests, but not everyone was able to do that. So my parents actually, um, they hosted something they called an open house, and they had everybody back to their two-bedroom studio at Old Key West Resort. They bought food and snacks and drinks, and they had everyone come back there. They had a patio, and they were playing home movies of me at Disney on the TV, and everyone hung out there for the for the night. So um, that was another event that we had. It's not really an official event, but that was something that everyone enjoyed. That's a great tip because, yeah, it's a lot cheaper to just get deli trays or something, and yet you have this a big enough room that as many people can come as want to, and it's kind of casual, and, yeah, that can work really well. Yeah, and people kind of, they dropped in and out. Like if people with kids, they would kind of come early, leave early and then other people kind of came with us to the Magic Kingdom for a little while and dropped by later and it worked really, really well. That's great. So what would you say is your favorite memory of your day? I think maybe it was taking pictures around Coronado Springs. There were so many neat places to take pictures. We had pictures by fountains and pictures on the beach and pictures inside and outside the resort. And it was a lot of fun. I remember thinking at the time, just like, this is, this is so much fun, like, to be taking these pictures. And that was a really, it was a beautiful day. It was like 80 degrees and sunny. And that was a lot of fun and a really happy memory. And we've got some really great pictures. Do you have any tips for those who might be considering an event at Rick's Lounge or just looking for an alternative to Disney's fairy tale weddings? I think if you are considering having your wedding at Rick's Lounge or if you're looking for an alternative, I think my tips would probably be a reminder, first of all, of just the possibilities of what you can do. You can have different types of meals at your reception. You can have different types of food. If you want a DJ and dancing, you can have that. Um, You can use outside vendors. You don't have to do anything like stay at Coronado Springs. You can have any time of day, any day of the week. There's no guest minimums or guest maximums. It's so flexible. So I think I would remind brides about that and just say that it is separate from Disney's fairy tale weddings, but it's still a Disney wedding. It's a Disney resort. It's beautiful. And don't think that it's necessarily out of your price range. When we first saw pictures, we thought it looked way too classy to be in our budget. We thought it was going to be too expensive, but it really wasn't. They're actually really reasonable and they'll work with you. You don't have to spend $100 a person, so you can you can change it to fit your budget. So I would say take a look at it and see if it's a good fit for you. Well, Chloe, this is really great stuff. Is there some place online where people can see photos of your day or read about it? I have a wedding recap that I'm currently writing on Disney Brides. So if you're a member there, you can check out my wedding recap. And also my planning journal is on there. And right now, that's the only place that I have any pictures posted. Well, thank you so much for sharing the story of your day. I think this is really helpful for someone who might be considering Rick's Lounge or Coronado Springs, and also just a great glimpse into all the services that they offer there. So thanks so much for sharing your story. Thank you. That's our show for today. 
If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at passporter.com weddings.asp or in print at passporter.com and amazon.com.